What's going on, everyone? It's AR. Welcome back. No, is <laughs> your name? Damn, that was so short. No, I didn't finish. I was gonna continue. Oh, <laughs> that's well, why. In that case, no. Then you can say yeah, it's AR and YZ. Okay, that okay, that's what I was asking. What's going on, everyone? It's ARNYZ back with another season, yes, back yes. with another episode. We've been gone for a while. I know we've been gone for a while. A lot of people reached out to us and said, you know, what's going on? What's happening with the podcast? Um, but Loki, we needed the time. Yeah, we definitely needed the time. <laughs> what? We're not robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to step away, you know what I mean? Refocus, and then you come back in stronger. Yep. Um, so yeah, we're glad to be back. I'm glad that people reached out. That means that you know we're doing good. Um, mm-hmm. That means people continue want, are continuing to listen to us. People want more uh, podcasts, more information, um, and we we enjoy doing it. So yeah, we love it. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great. It's great to be back. Um, today's topic is gonna be interesting. Um, so get ready. Um, we're gonna be talking about uh, inflation, inflation, and we're gonna lightly touch on money. Yeah. Um, but first, we'll get to the quote of the day. So why yes. don't you tell us? All right. So the quote of the day we have today is, the amount of what you can get is based on how much you can accept the opposite. So I think this is like with success and failure, I guess you can use that as a, as a light example because usually with success comes a lot of risk. If you're not willing to accept uh, a, a great deal of failure, you will not be able to get that huge amount of success as you might have planned. So sometimes it's like you actually have to accept that, yo, you might lose everything, but that's if you're actually trying to do something or if you're trying to gain the world, then you have to be willing to accept that. That's why usually when people talk about investments, they'll say, uh, invest what you're willing to lose because that's the only way you'll make money because if you're dependent on that money and you go and invest it you're not going to make no money the second it goes down you're going to pull out that's not how your money multiplies so like you you literally have to accept the opposite of what you are trying to i guess succeed in well, mm-hmm. what do you think of that yeah i agree um a lot of the times actually people just see success and they just assume success was just somehow either luckily just landed on their lap like or inherited the lottery or, or yeah. it was inherited which could be the case but most times especially from what i've seen yeah. successes happen because of the, a lot of the failures yeah. you know what i mean um but a lot of people don't recognize the failures a lot of people just see the successes and they say oh yeah, yeah i want to be this, this successful but then yeah. when they realize the amount of yeah. failures that it took to get there Suddenly, it's like, oh, no, 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 it's not really Yeah, that exactly. And it, I mean, that's up, it's, it's up to, it's everyone's to each his own, right? Yeah, everyone's, yeah. everyone's different, but if it's not worth it, then that means you don't really want that success mm-hmm. to, that, to that degree, right? So that's where yeah. you put yourself in check. Yeah. Um, so it's a good, like, uh, reality check. Like, if, you, if you're if oh, telling facts. yourself, like, yo, I want to be, uh, you know what I mean? I want to own three houses. I want to own five cars. I want to own... You know what I mean? I want to travel the world, and then you want you want to do all these things, all these successes that you have in your head. You have to also recognize that there's a lot of failures that you also that have to be with comfortable with. Yeah. yeah. And if like, you're not comfortable with it, then there, I, I don't understand how you could possibly reach those successes. Yeah, like this is a very it might sound like a very pessimistic one, but it's like you can't be willing to go on a plane and fly if you are not willing to accept that that plane might fall. Might fall. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very realistic. It's like even with these vaccines, like, I know, you know, we're, we're a little different over here, but like, we can't accept to take the vaccine with no risk. Like, you have to accept that there, there are side effects right, to it, right. you know? So it's like, with everything, you, you have to take the good and the bad. With, with most things in life, though, if you do your research and you, you're confident in what you're, you're about to get yourself into, usually it's just about accepting that a failure might happen. Mm-hmm. But if you prepare yourself, then you're preparing yourself to succeed. It's like um, there was the one saying, you don't plan to fail, you fail to plan. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. if you if you fail to plan, then you're, you're never practically... Planning to fail. 
no, no, that means you were planning to fail technically. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, okay, yeah, you're right. You got what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, if usually if you have a good plan going in, you know, you did your research on whatever it is you want to do, you understand the success rate, the failure rate, always, always do uh, pros and cons. You know, mm -hmm. I always like to look at the pros and cons of life. The one way you can do it is um, there's one way of critical thinking that you because they say people get confused with uh, thinking and feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, they're right. two they're two different things, but they're interconnected. In, in, and it's hard to control. It's hard, very hard, because right. if you feel like you like something, you think that it's good, mm -hmm. when in all reality it might not be. Right. So a way to be a critical thinker, and this is just a way to really broaden how people think and understand. You um you can so look at the bad in what you like and look at the good in what you dislike, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because usually people don't think like that. It's usually okay. If I like it, I like it because of this. So, you know, all the pros of the things that you like and you know, all the cons of the things that you dislike, mm -hmm. but now flip the, flip the script, try a different way. Look at the cons of what you do like and look at the pros of what you don't like. Yeah, going against your emotions. You're going against it, exactly. And then that way you can really make a clear, educated uh, decision that right, right. You, you see both sides. Right? Yeah. So, and, and that's yeah. just like, that's literally another way of basically just doing risk to reward. Risk to reward, yeah. To, that's a, literally it. something very crucial to have. There, yeah. Uh, because at the same time, you don't want to risk a lot just for such a little small reward exactly, exactly. Yeah. so it has it has to go hand in hand That's you have to sense. you have to be able to recognize the situation and then be able to you know troubleshoot yeah. accordingly yeah exactly so it's it's usually about analyzing your opportunities and the only way to do that is to be a, a good critical thinker and just understand risk and reward pros and cons all things like that mm -hmm. and when you do that you look at the cons and going back to the, the saying for today, you look back at it and if you're willing to accept those failures, then you can achieve the opposite of that, which is the success of that. Right. So right. I think that whole, that whole saying is very good. You know, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. It's a good quote. I like it. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into inflation. I don't know if people know what inflation is. It's a secret weapon that has been <laughs> destroying us from inside. We had no clue what this was when we were born. Our parents didn't know coming to this country. <laughs> I said it's a secret weapon. The secret weapon of the government. And people say, oh, there's good inflation. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to start to bring my own theories yeah, yeah, to yeah. this, but I, I don't really understand economics like that. But from what I do understand, inflation has been out of control. Mm -hmm. I would I would say this like a very simple way yeah or, or that like uh, like the most say that like the positive about um, inflation? inflation is it battles against deflation yes yes yeah. so let, we'll have that thought in our head we'll have it okay. although yeah, there good. might be because other... apparently deflation is bad yeah, exactly that's what I'm saying so yeah, inflation bad. helps protect Balance deflation it. yeah but so the bad. you know what I mean we'll yeah, leave it when you, then you get to hyperinflation yeah, don't we'll, worry we'll get to that later but yeah <laughs> So, okay, so inflation, the act of inflating something or the condition of being inflated. So with, with economics, I guess a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of your money. Mm -hmm. So when things go up in price, the purchasing power of your money goes down. Right. So that's what I know one episode you're saying like, oh, if you have a thousand dollars in your savings uh, and the next year comes and inflation went up by 2%. You, you technically lost. Yeah, yeah right? Even so though you technically still have a You still have dollars. the same amount, right. but the purchasing power, which is the key word in all of this, the purchasing mm -hmm. power goes down. So to understand inflation, you, you really just need to understand purchasing power and you'll get majority of the, the gist. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess, what do, you, what do you think? What have you witnessed like throughout our time in yeah. Toronto? Yeah, so me, me personally, I've always, and it's even... Even now, it's, it, it's sometimes hard to distinguish the two, but I've always thought that saving money was good. I always thought yeah. that having money in your account is a good thing. It's a, good it's thing, a safe yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but over time, um, I started to realize purchasing power and money. Mm -hmm. And they go hand in hand, but they also don't at the same time. So, yeah. for as you said, purchasing power allows you to buy 
it's the ability to be able to buy goods or services. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, depending on on uh, with once with one specified unit. With, so currency. With that currency. With yeah. that currency. So, in this situation, if you have five hundred dollars and you keep saving your five hundred dollars, although you might be accumulating money, yeah, you're decreasing your purchasing power because you're yeah. not utilizing it. Exactly. Yeah. So you think that you have a lot of money. And you may, from year to year, you might be having a lot of money. Yeah. But in retrospect, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you've actually been losing money by you saving. Yeah, you've money. been losing little dollars. And, exactly. You know. Yeah. And that's just on a smaller scale. Now, mm-hmm. if you're saving thousands and thousands of dollars, now you're also losing bigger, more. Bigger because it's percentage based. Exactly, it's percentages. Yeah, all right. So, so and, and on top of that, the inflation goes up and down. Yeah. So you don't know how much you're gonna lose next year. Yeah, yeah. So it's even worse. <laughs> it's crazy. So. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing that I learned that purchasing power. A lot of people think that money, uh, as yeah. long as you have money, you have it's, purchasing power, which is correct. Yeah, you do have purchasing power, of course, but at the same time, your purchasing power is reduced as time goes on. As time, because your money is not gonna increase in value. Yeah, it doesn't. One hundred dollars today is not gonna be worth more next year next or two year. years there's from now. no way it will always decrease yes there's a system that these people so, created <laughs> exactly so that's where the disconnection is the difference between purchasing power and having money in itself having the wealth so yeah. a lot of people get confused and think that saving money is good um but in hindsight it's also it's also bad because you're also reducing your purchasing power. and matter. the best example that i can give is my favorite board game that i've been playing lately which mm-hmm. is monopoly okay and, and just to make it very brief the whole point of the game is to eventually build, get properties and build yes. houses and eventually turning it to hotels. Yeah. And as people land on you, you charge you accordingly. Charge but also when you land on them, you pay them accordingly yeah, exactly. as well. So, so the way it works is at the moment you pass the go, yeah. you collect 200. 200, yeah. The way people live their life and the way I've been living my life, the majority yeah. of us have been living our lives, yeah. is we run around that circle. Our routine. Yeah. Our routine. And we're paying rent or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And we go, we get that goal. That goal, let's just say that's our salary for the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we get that $200 and that's our salary for the whole year. Yeah. We reach that one area. Guess what? We have, we have to pay, uh, have to pay. we have to pay uh, uh, the landlord or whatever, right? Yeah. So we pay, we pay rent. Then we land on tax. We have to pay tax. tax yeah. We pay on, elect- we land on electricity. We pay electricity. And just along the way, you might go to jail. So and you I'm miss like- a turn. <laughs> so you miss some time. Yeah. You might get, you might go to jail. You might you might get some money. You yeah, know, you, you might, might stumble upon some money. You might yeah. lose some more money like for whatever hospital what fees. Yeah, how, whatever the case is, right? But now you're you get back to go, and then you collect your money, and you repeat this, and you repeat the same cycle. And that's a rat race, basically. All you're doing yeah. is you're just you're just working to live. Mm-hmm. In that game, that game showed me that when one person has, if if there was two people, mm-hmm. you can't play with two people. But let's just say yeah, you yeah, had yeah. two people, and one had. A lot of money, and mm-hmm. another person had a lot of or assets. Pro- the assets guy. The assets guy usually lasts longer than the person with money. More money. Why? Because this person with assets is able to build more. So by the time this guy went around once and collected his salary check, yeah. By the time he comes around, there's no longer one house there. there there's probably a hotel. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, they put the hotel. So this guy now. is now getting rinsed. Yeah. You know every I mean? time he passes. Every time he passes. Yeah. Right. So then, why is because even though he had a lot of money, right, his purchasing power decreased. Yes. in value yeah. right because now he because this th- this guy is building more he's building yeah so it's not what it pay. was the one the first round he exactly yeah the first round in monopoly is a plain board game exactly where everyone has everyone fresh start fresh start yeah exactly yeah. but as time goes on now there starts to be two houses or yeah like you said look at the hotel yeah. right. you know right and then that's when you have to pay more exactly so that's kind of like it's a life lesson that's exactly what it is it's a so life it's lesson a, that's what i'm saying that's what it teaches you that me saving the money it shows you it's so it's basically telling your future in front of your face yeah if you continue with these habits of continuously saving your money you might have five thousand dollars in your hand but if you don't know where to spend it yeah but if you don't know how to spend it if you don't know how to spend it to be able to make you passive income residual income yeah or making money protect at least from inflation yeah let alone you know what i mean then all you're going to be doing is you're going to be saving money, but you're going to be paying more money at the same time. Exactly. So all you're doing is you're slowly bankrupting yourself. You're running a deficit, brother. Yeah, you're running a deficit. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much so inflation is the decline of purchasing power of a given currency over time. So like you said, how do you, you ask the question, like, how do you protect yourself from the inflation? So generally speaking, so last year I looked at uh, something on Google. So 
This is last year for Canada. So last year was 2.2% from the year prior. But now this year, I think uh, April is when they do it, I think. So this year, April, it went to 3.4%. So technically, a simple way of thinking of a, of a game plan to somewhat protect your money or protect your assets against inflation would be to have an asset that brings you a, an equivalent amount of money, a percentage base, obviously, from the inflation. So if inflation comes out and they say, okay, it was 2%, if you had $1,000 and it was invested and you made 5%, even though that might be small, you made about 50 bucks or something, you protected yourself against inflation because your money didn't go down, your money went up. Mm-hmm. You made more than the inflation rate. But now say you just saved it or say you spent it on consumer goods and now the inflation, you start to see the numbers, you start to realize, oh no, like what I just bought actually just got more expensive Mm -hmm. or what I bought, I lost money if I saved it, you know, because the inflation goes up every, it's every year, you know, you're not dodging it, you're not dodging it at all. Mm -hmm. It's it's either going to hit you on the face or you're going to wake up and see it and now you're going to tell yourself, all right, I got to do something with my money that will give me better returns than the inflation. I think that's a way to answer the question. Right, right. Like, how do you protect yourself? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, no, I agree. I was, I was watching a couple of YouTube videos, um, and it's about, like, obviously these uh, successful people. Um, so Mark Cuban, Kevin O'Leary, you know, a yeah. whole bunch of other, other guys. And they all said the same thing. Even uh, Robert um, what's that, Kiyosaki. Kawasaki. Yeah, Kawasaki, yeah. Kawasaki, yeah, that guy. So they all said the same thing. They say, always say is cash is trash, cash is trash, cash is trash. And it's a I good always, phrase. I, yeah, and, and I never, like, what do you mean cash? Is, how is money trash? Yeah, Everyone like you need money. it. Yeah, you need it. You know it. what I mean? And, and then I realized is that all these guys, especially um, uh, Robert, what he says is he tries, to, as soon as he gets his money, he, he tries to look for something to, to use his money mm-hmm. that can retain his... That can retain keep its, its value, value. and yeah. beat against inflation, fight mm-hmm. against inflation. Yeah. You get what I mean? So that, that, that clicked in my head and I'm like, man, even the rich people know that money is garbage. Yeah. And they know, they know how to be able to, to, you to, have to maneuver around maneuver the system. Around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they'll buy gold, they'll buy artwork, um, yeah. they'll, buy, oh, they'll go into investments, um, they'll go into like buy businesses, a, buy, exactly buying businesses, being uni- um, in private investment, uh, private investments. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they'll do a whole bunch of things because they realize that sitting on money itself is useless because they, they lose purchasing they power. T- yeah. And that's exactly why, for example, Tesla, mm-hmm. that's what one, one of the ways that they were able to, uh, mitigate uh, their losses mm-hmm. because, because of having cash on hand is they bought Bitcoin. Mm. And what they do is because Bitcoin is hedging against inflation. Yeah. And then when they sold it, which is crazy, so it took profit. Profit in front of her, they made more than what the company made selling cars. Yeah, that's they made more. crazy. They made, they more, made yeah. more than the company made selling cars. And that's what that's their initial business. And that, yeah, and that's their initial business. Now, technically, they're, they're investors. Yeah, well, yeah, they're, well, that's the thing. All, all these companies, they all know this. They all mm-hmm. know that they can't have too much cash on hand. Because, yeah. and, the, and the reason why is because these guys have multi-millions billions yeah. of dollars they can't there's no way they, yeah. they're not willing to lose two percent three percent in purchasing power yeah because that's from, a lot that's a lot of money that's a lot you know what i mean yeah. so they're gonna have to figure out different ways to be able to hedge against inflation yeah you have to get creative exactly you've got to be creative so that's why um to answer your question there's so many different ways to 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 be able for us to say uh to invest in ways to protect ourselves from reducing our purchasing power mm-hmm. but a lot of us what happens is we, we, ironically, we end up doing the opposite. We buy things that yeah. money less. <laughs> so we buy cars, you know what I mean? We'll buy gadgets, yeah. we'll buy iPhones, and all these things, they only go down in value, down in value for the yeah. most part, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So I was, I was just going to bring up uh, one thing just for people to understand, like, how do you see inflation? Just like for people that don't get it, just as we're talking, um, just a simple thing, like you could go to the grocery store if you've been doing doing it for maybe a year or so or even sorry gas prices yeah i was just about to say simple. <laughs> they already have their prices on the Whether board you drive yeah, or yeah, don't yeah. drive Whether you drive don't drive doesn't matter <laughs> look at gas prices so as the price goes down you can consume more therefore your purchasing power is higher but as the price goes up you as a consumer can consume less and that means your purchasing power is less so 
it you just look at it like that so there's two there's two things that I, I just pulled from a video it said so there's two ways like uh, when you're trying to understand a market or what what drives certain inflation mm-hmm. so there's a demand pull inflation which is when there's too much money chasing too few goods that means the demand is higher than the, the supply, supply. so right. That means the supplier themselves will start to, the price will start to rise on its own because mm-hmm. now they're going to see, okay, a lot of people want it. Let's increase the price. And then they, I guess that's how they capitalize. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite of that, which is a supply shock, which is a cost push inflation, which is producers raising prices because of the increase of production. So if, if we sell donuts, okay. And it takes $5 to make uh, the, the, a bunch of donuts for the day, whatever. If now it takes more on the production end for us to make those donuts, so now it goes from $5 to $10, it's now a trickle-down effect to right. now the consumers. The consumers right. are going to have to pay more because the production for the donuts is I'm more, yeah. right? So there's two ways to look at inflation. It's either the demand is there, it's higher, or the production, the production becomes more thing. And this is just a quick side note. I've seen as the housing market has been on fire in Toronto, the the price of like wood and raw materials has been going up. So significantly, significantly, yeah, (laughs) they're saying it tripled actually. The price tripled. So for for people that are looking out there, don't be surprised when the price of like I was assuming the price of the housing market was actually high because of the demand was higher, which it was the case in the beginning, but now as the demand starts to go down, the production is becoming higher now too. So now there's inflation on both sides. The mm-hmm. demand was high, and now the, the production for the houses is higher mm-hmm. because it costs more. Because it costs more. So exactly. now you look at that. To me, I don't know what constitutes a bubble, but my own theory is that I'm waiting for something to happen to the housing market just for my own understanding of how the economy works because i know the housing market's uh, the, the the biggest investment you could do you know mm-hmm. for for the most part and so i just want to see what happens with how the demand was and then uh, how the supply chain is becoming more um, expensive so i just want to see but that's one way you can really look at inflation oh even houses is one great example for people that know five years ago you could probably get a condo for 400 500 maybe now they literally have these shoebox condos for four five or four to five hundred uh five hundred thousand yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah yeah <laughs> so then but now you're looking at it and it's like bro you're looking at some of these condos and it's like 600 700k easily very easily, easily. No, no, no. For the, I'm seeing one something one million oh, there's and some it's not million. even that crazy it's like, not okay, okay fine if you three bedroom condo Top floor, it's probably a million. <laughs> it's simple. And to me, it's like, bro, these people are, I don't know how they come up with these prices, but yeah. like, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, it, it also has to do with the fact that like, you know, foreign buyers. So if there's a lot mm. of people from the outside that's also coming in, buying mm. it, that drives up, that drives, it drives up the, up the prices. Well. So I yeah. guess that, that's the demand. Exactly. So that's what yeah. drives up that inflation. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a trickle effect. Regardless... If someone's always interested, mm-hmm. the price will always continue to increase. It'll go up, yeah. So that's why it's important to recognize that, okay, uh, depending on the situation that you're in, you have to make sure that you're putting your, your funds, that mm-hmm. you're, you hard, you work yeah, hard you work, for, yeah. to be able to get to get you into an asset that appreciates in value. You don't exactly. have to have a, you know what I mean, a condo or a house yeah. for you to be able to be safe. Yeah, you exactly. Know what I mean? you, can, it, you just have to figure out, Depending on your funds, you need to recognize what can I, what money where can I put my money to, in order to be able to uh, retain my value retain and protect it. myself from inflation. Exactly. And that's a perfect segue into appreciating assets and depreciating assets. Right. So I feel like so for me, all right, just let's give an example. So if the inflation they're saying now is three percent, and I tell myself, okay, my asset class is uh, stocks. Say I want to invest in stocks. I will now look at a stock and tell myself, okay, if the inflation is going to be 3%, doesn't matter what I do, I got to make sure I make 3% on this investment. Mm-hmm. So I got to look into certain stocks, do my research, do all the, um, understand their revenue streams, how they do business, how they do this, how they do that. Are they 
did they adjust to the uh, coronavirus pandemic? Did they do these certain things to make sure that when I invest in them, my asset is going to be safe, safe. It's going to be locked in. I'll give you a brief one. I don't know if you remember this one. I was looking at the price of gold. So over the past 10 years, the price of gold went up an average of, I think it was nine or 10%, 10%, something like that. Yeah. 10% over, over a 10 year span average went up 10%. That in itself is, is, is a good, it's a safe investment against inflation. I wouldn't say it's the best asset class for uh, making the most money or trying to double your money, but Mm -hmm. as far as trying to save your, your your purchasing power and save your money from inflation, Mm -hmm. you can invest in, in in precious metals, Mm -hmm. you know, silver, Mm -hmm. gold, Uh, they have a bunch of them, like three or four different ones. So it's like, people just got to understand, do the research and just go put your money in, you know? It goes back to saying the quote of the day that we had today. The amount of what you can get is based on how much you're willing to lose or like how much you're willing to accept the opposite. So uh, if you're willing to lose 3% to inflation, you should be willing to lose 3% in the markets, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you can make sure that you make it now. And then now your purchasing power is not getting affected. So the... Looking at your asset classes, you have to know, you have to differentiate the assets, right? So if we go buy a car, everyone knows a car is somewhat of a depreciating asset, but people need a car to go do groceries, go to work, do a bunch of different things mm-hmm. that it's willing, it's worth the depreciation. But at the same time, you have to make the most of it. Right. So that's not an asset you would buy if you're trying to save yourself from inflation. Actually, you'd probably going, you'd probably be going into more inflation with that because now insurance costs and yeah. gas prices, all of these things that it takes to have a car faces inflation, inflation. Right. right? So that's where you have to differentiate between a depreciating asset and appreciating asset. What, what do you think of that? I agree. And, and just going off what you, say, what you, what you said, mm-hmm. if you're only inflation, is your wage mm-hmm. and everything else you, you have is depreciating mm-hmm. then that's a very terrible position to be in yeah, right. basically you know what i mean because if the only thing that's going up it's is 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 the salary that you're getting but then everything that you own is going down in value yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> what you're working is going down going sh- yeah literally <laughs> so <laughs> think deeply yeah you have to things. think deeply yeah. and you also have to just just watch how how the successful people move you know what I mean? If you just watch how they move, and if you develop some of those habits, because you have to their recognize habits. why they're in their they're they're in that position. Well, how do they you get there? You have to respect that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? They they didn't. Well, some are probably, but majority didn't just get there just fluke by fluke. You know what I mean? They got there because of the habits that they took. Those habits got to got them to where they are today. Mm-hmm. So in that same situation, you have to recognize. Okay, what is this person doing that I'm doing differently? Yeah. You know what I mean? How did this person get to where they are, and why? How can I get there? Or how yeah. did I, how am I in the position that I am in right now? Yeah. A lot of the times, and, and we've discussed it in multiple episodes in the past, where we talked about like a lot of people like put themselves into like locking themselves in financially when it comes oh, to so like, like financing, debt, yeah. debt, yeah, like Credit. all these things are, yeah. are are terrible things. They're anchors. The anchors that, yeah. that that prevent you from moving forward. Yeah. Right. So if you have so much things that are pulling you down. There's no way you're gonna get out. Yeah, there's so, no way. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's and it's harder for you to move forward. It's hard for you to build to start a business. It's hard for you to yeah. to leave your job and try to try try something new. You're gonna end up working two jobs or three jobs. And you're gonna require three or four incomes just to be able to sustain. Yeah. But little do you know, you're the only one that's drowning yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean. So there's this one that said a rise in prices is practically a cut in wages. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. Technically, if I'm working at an office job and they, I'm waiting for my annual raise, realistically, if I'm watching the society and the prices are going up and inflation is happening, technically, I may not have made money on my, on my wage increase mm-hmm. if I got an annual raise. So if I get an annual raise of 2% and inflation goes up by 2%, did I make money? No. I may have just lost money because as, <laughs> as time goes on, you end up owning more things and you're just paying for more. But now imagine you're working for the same thing. You're getting the same amount of money you were getting last year and inflation goes up and you're not making more. Technically you're losing. I won't say you lost money. 
your money lost purchasing power so technically you lost purchasing power and that means which you, is more important than it's more it's more important exactly exactly yeah. so i feel like people should really start to understand that and understand the trends of okay if this goes up this goes down or if this goes down this goes up like mm-hmm. understand how the society is working and honestly for i've been watching the news just just also another side note the people are speculating that the the interest rates that went down during the pandemic so because everything had to like you know when the pandemic happened car finance zero percent yeah yeah everything went down the housing mortgage down to like one percent lowest they've ever seen it like they're trying to still entice people to buy but now the issue with that is that when uh pretty much percentages of interest go down the principal amount of what you're buying goes goes up. up right yeah so technically you're still buying the same thing you're just paying less interest and but you're paying you're, you're you're paying you're paying more for it you're paying more for it exactly so understanding that you'll get that okay when we went through all of that stuff through the pandemic which all the interest rates were going down now going forward into the future everyone already speculated that we're going to have the highest inflation but now this is the problem if we get into a hyperinflation that is when I think the whole world is going to go crazy because now you're paying double for milk. You're paying triple for fruits. You're paying, you're paying ridiculous amounts. And I'm just saying if hyperinflation happens, I'm not saying we reached that level. We just went up um, inflation by 1% from last year. So it's not as bad as people think, but most people are speculating that it's going to be temporary. I think these are the optimistic people. <laughs> I like to stay on the optimistic side, but even then, when it comes to things like money and stuff like that, I, I watch these trends very carefully and I don't I don't I don't like to think optimistically because it's usually optimism in for a temporary gain, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Even all of the um, stimulus checks that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Everyone was benefiting from them because people lost jobs. But at the same time, the value of our currency went down, which we can get into all of this in another episode, right. currency versus money, but right. like there's things that are being done by the government that is for a temporary fix, but mm. it's for a long-term disaster. It's a band-aid. Yeah, it's a band-aid. Yeah. And then it's like, yo, you kick the can down the road so long, it's now it's not even a can anymore. It's something so big that it can destroy you. And I was watching that in the video, and he said that, and I'm like, wow, that actually makes sense. Like Each time something happens, it's a temporary fix, or it's... It's a it's a short term solution for a long term problem, problem, which yeah, it's doesn't just inevitable. You're just trying. It doesn't to, make sense, right? Prolonging the inevitable. Exactly. So that's where I was just like, okay, everyone really got to start to understand inflation, mm-hmm. understand why inflation happens, how it happens, and personally, I did expect this. I'm not gonna lie to you, mm-hmm. but another thing that we should also correlate, which I started to understand, was wages. Wages start to go up. And like, like we were talking earlier, wages is like the last thing on the spectrum for them. They don't yeah. care about wages, right? Yeah. It's inflation, inflation, inflation. But then when the society, I think, uh, gets to a point where you can't afford the basic necessities to live, now the, the minimum wage has to increase. Like I remember when we first started working, minimum wage was $10 or ten twenty-five oh, or $11. I think, yeah, yeah. It was around 11. Around 11. Around 11 now yeah. it's 14. 25. And I and I remember when it happened, I was so mad because a junior chicken costs so much more now. <laughs> and now all of a sudden gas prices are up. And I'm just like, I didn't even know what economics was. But mm-hmm. I seen it and I'm like, bro, this happened because the wages increased. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Exactly. But I didn't know maybe the wages increased because the inflation happened. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it could be a vice versa. But wages have a direct line with inflation. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think of wages and inflation, how they correlate? No, yeah, you said it right. They, they correlate exactly. The thing is, the way I usually see it is I think I see everything usually go up and then wages are like the, it's last, the last thing to go it's up. It's the last on the list yeah. for it to go up, uh-huh. um, obviously, because they want to make sure that everyone can still contribute to society, so, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So the, that's, that's the one thing that I noticed. Usually everything is going up and up and up in value and then wages will be the last thing. 
and everyone want wages to go up higher and higher and higher. But if wages go up and higher, if wages, sorry, go up higher, services and goods, everything become, yeah, yeah. continues to go higher. Exactly. So it'll, there'll always be a gap. There yeah. will never be a point where it's never. We, yeah, your your the labor costs will continue to your your wage will go up high and everything remains where it's at. Yeah, there's you know no way it's, it's gonna it's, things it's go up. Yeah, it's like just impossible. the way it works. You know. Yeah. So that's why that's why I say like it's always best to to recognize the position that you're in and be able to make smart decisions and completely scrap what you are taught. Actually, school didn't teach you nothing. School actually. didn't teach you nothing. <laughs> so, nothing at all. Fam. All of this was self-taught. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going and trying to buy junior chickens and it was $3 all of I a know. sudden. And that's the thing. We're aware of it. We are, yeah, we're, we're aware, aware of it, but we didn't but know what. At the same time, we're so oblivious. Yeah. It's just one of those things that, oh, my God, it costs so much. But once we just adapt. We just adapt, yeah. And we continue to get we'll abused. Continue to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's $2. You just think, oh, okay. I got to work harder now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But, but we never adapt. We're never we're never adapting in the correct way. As in, okay, something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rich people, on the other hand, they every time it's like the seasons for them. It's like seasons. Yeah, yeah. it's like clockwork. Yeah. they know. Okay, oh, the pandemic happened. Loans are being given out at low interest rates. We are definitely going to face inflation next year. Like this, that's something so obvious to them. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know? And it's because they recognize pattern. They recognize they're pattern. Rec- and they're looking at it from a completely different, different. lens. Yeah, yeah, right? different perspective. So that, 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 that's why, that's why like, I, I, me personally, I'm just watching these guys and I and I start to pick on a few little different yeah. things that they do. Tricks of the trade. And it's crazy because when you hear them, it's like, duh. Like, yeah. You know, obviously. But then in reality, it's not as simple yeah. as... When you want to make it practical for yeah, yourself, it's, it's not it's, the same. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's not the same. Trust me. So like, it's just, it becomes like, it's your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's a lifestyle. It's like you know when like uh, people when they say fix your diet, yeah, and they'll tell you it's not just food or something like that. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm, like your mm-hmm. diet, exercise, all yeah. these things is your lifestyle. The way you spend your money also is a lifestyle. Right. It's how you live. Yeah. Why change it if you know it's gonna work? You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know why it's not working you'll never be able to fix it. Yeah. So that's why people have to start to understand these things in economics. It might be very boring. That's the thing. To me, it's life changing. It's life changing. It is. Because once you understand it, you don't see it as anything different. You're not surprised when these things happen. That's the worst part is when you're surprised. And then now all of a sudden you have to work harder. You could purchase less. You can consume less. You can't eat as much as you once thought you could or you can't buy as much gas as you wanted to and like if you prepare yourself mentally in advance and you understand why these things are happening you could foresee it and you could prepare yourself mm-hmm. so I, I i truly believe if people start to really all, all understand economics and how it works and why these things happen like some of these things that we blame it on the government yeah but bro it's what they're being advised to do by senior economists and shit like that so mm-hmm. Like some of these things are basic economics. Some of them are more, I guess, in depth. Yeah, some of them and have their own agenda that they're trying to. Exactly, and I feel like each party that run for government have their own economic agenda of what they want to target, what they want to do, how they want to do budget cuts here or put their budget towards this. Like all of them have their own understanding, their own game plan of how they want to do it. And for us, we're just pawns in the society, right? Just got to pay our taxes and just live, keep working. So realistically, if you can save yourself the purchasing power, I think that's going to be the word of this episode. I think it's a great one, purchasing power, because it's a direct correlation with uh, inflation. If you understand inflation, you understand that it has a direct uh, influence on how much you can purchase, whether it's services or goods. You know that your purchasing power goes up or down whether or for the most part i'm i'll make a bold statement i think purchasing power it goes down every year every year there's inflation every single year you know there's so the to me purchasing power goes down every year if you understand that and now you can make your money multiply not by just saving because saving doesn't multiply your money as we've clearly stated in this episode your money goes down if you save mm-hmm. but you're, you can purchase things, you just have to purchase the right things. So that's why you have to distinguish what is a uh, appreciating asset, which goes up, and a depreciating asset, which goes Everything down. Everything else, a lot of, everyone has a depreciating asset. Everyone, yeah. Not a lot of people have an appreciating asset. The thing that's is, so sad. I'm not gonna lie to you, 
Yeah, something, I was reading an article, it said something about asset poverty. So we're, we're in a time that we're, there's, <laughs> no, it's the real. The episode. It's real. <laughs> we, no, I know, I know. Not a lot of people have assets. That's people what I'm don't saying. know. Nobody. Like, and personally, nobody. For me, I never looked at my car as an asset. Like a re- for me, I always thought, okay, asset brings me money. So the one way I try to think, okay, my car is an asset is that, okay, if I have a car, I could get to and from work. I could go do a second job maybe. Like I can do more things with it, so I'm generating income. But that car itself does not generate me money. I don't rent it out. Like right, it's not, exactly. it's not a residual income. Right, it, right. it helps me get my income, but I still have to get up and go work for it. So... That's only one stream of uh, income. Mm-hmm. The second stream of income is obviously an investment. The car is an investment, yeah, but you still have to go and work. Residual income is a third stream, which is the final one everyone should be trying to reach for. The car does not bring me residual income. So that's why I told myself my car is not an asset. It's, but now I understand, obviously, it's, it's a depreciating be, asset. Yeah, yeah, it's a depreciating so asset. It, right. it helps me bring in income, but it's a depreciating asset. It's not an appreciating asset. But, it's, but it's still, and it still retains value it, to it some retains, degree because yeah, you can sell it after, for cash. Yeah, after six, seven years, then it holds its value. And then, yeah, you could do a trade-in. So it does. It, that, that's why it is still an asset, but it's depreciating because it goes down in value. As yeah. you take it off the lot, it goes down in value. Down. Yeah. yeah. Every time the, the wheel rolls... It's going down because one percent going. <laughs> yeah, this is just a side note for all of you guys. I want to understand cars and trading cars. People at the car dealerships, especially used ones, all they look at is the make, the model, the which could be the year also, and the kilometers, which is very important. So if your car has higher kilometers, you're getting less for it. If your car has lower kilometers, you get more for it. This is very basic, very simple. But so as you drive your car, so as you're driving your car to go get money. Your car is going you're down and depre- you're side. losing money, exactly. But luckily for the for the car game, there's a used car market, so the car will hold its value at a certain point. So mm-hmm. you, you you're winning there at least, you know? Yeah. But that's why you're supposed you're to be not make completely the, losing. You're not completely losing, exactly. Right. But like that's why for me it was mostly investments. Um well that's pretty much it for me. I'm a very simple guy, but yeah. <laughs> investments in whatever it is, you invest your money, you invest your time. Those are the two most important things. Those will bring you, those are real assets. I'm not going to lie. Those are real assets. If you have a business, you have um, a car that's going up in value. You, even a car that's going shoes up in value. that are going up in value. Yeah, shoes. People buy, you know, I mean, there are certain things that people recognize that go up in value. Pets have been going up in mm. value recently. Oh, watches. Yeah, yeah, watches. Like, there are things. It's yeah. just that. You have to find it. You just have to know exactly. You have, yeah, you have to, know to know where to look. Even people, yeah, people, there's a lot of card collectors. There's a lot of uh, antique collectors right. out there that right. are willing to pay a certain amount for something. And if you could get in on it, then you have yourself an asset. Right. So I think if I think if people understand what an appreciating asset is, you can fight off inflation. Yes. I think that's yes. a And good it's a good balance to have in your... In your wealth portfolio, yeah, like it's good to have. Like, if you want to see a, if like, like when if you do a breakdown, it's good to see that okay, this is where I make, this is what I make in salary. This is my so it's your fixed income. This is what you make, uh, in or this is what you have in depreciating assets. This mm-hmm. is what you have in appreciating assets. You want to have something there in appreciating mm-hmm. assets. You don't want to yeah. have nothing, and all you have is depreciating ass- assets and a yeah. fixed income. Literally. That's not a good that is the definition of asset poverty. poverty exactly. Yeah. So. That's that. It's 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 easy, but like now when people are hearing this, it's like, oh yeah, obviously. But oh, then but it's putting hard, it into action. action is yeah. a whole different it's story. Different. Yeah, right? because you have to do. You have to. You literally have to put in a lot more time than money. Mm-hmm. You know, people think it's the. I used to think it was the money. Mm-hmm. I used to think, okay, obviously it is. You have to have some bit of money. But even when you get money, you can go and invest in the worst thing possible and lose all your money. That's because you didn't put the time into understanding what you're investing in. Right. That's the part that people don't get. Yeah, you know yeah I was mean? just about to say, especially yeah. nowadays, people make I know money. that a lot of people know about, oh, investing into stocks and stuff like that. Yeah. But if right now, you're, I don't know what, what what GameStop is at. Maybe it's at like close to $300. I personally, I don't like looking at things <laughs> that just shoot up and down. I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, I like I know. real. But a lot of people, because the knowledge, because not the, well, not the knowledge, the hype. but the hype is going hype, around. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go invest, but if people are in that circle, they'll think that oh yeah, there's a huge community of a community yeah, yeah. of us, a million people, you know, everyone's yeah. on this GameStop. Yeah, but 
It's like, bro, understand what the business is. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people, you're going in with their somewhat right mentality. Um, it's a I'm mob investing. mentality. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Pardon me? They're going in with a mob mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. GameStop was yeah. literally a mob mentality <laughs> to take down the hedge funds. Yeah, I know. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. But the thing is, people are getting trapped into it. There are some exactly. people that are going in thinking that I will get the same outcome as this person and they'll go in and you know what I mean they the might get hurt life. you know what I mean so that's so you're going in with the right mentality that yes you should go invest yes invest your money make your money make you money mm-hmm. but at the same time uh, that's not the the it's not the right the, the way. fundamental way that's not the fundamental of, way yeah. <laughs> of making money that's you know what I mean because you can the, the risk to reward yes uh, especially if you're at if you're coming in when it's at its peak high, yeah. the risk is much higher than the reward yeah you know what exactly. I mean there's no point of you risking a thousand dollars for you to be able to get a hundred dollars yeah it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense well at least to me it doesn't make sense no yeah trust me it doesn't make sense makes no sense whatsoever but But, so pretty much if you if you are not willing to risk the the money that you've saved to put it somewhere else you're not gonna get rich I think the, the wealthiest people have a mindset of like you said when they get cash they convert it into asset right away they're scared of cash. They don't like cash. Because cash is not sustainable to them. Yeah, exa- it's not. Because the dollar can drop anytime. The dollar goes up and down. Right. You know what I mean? So we're already losing purchasing power based on the, the, the forex <laughs> exchanges. <laughs> the dollar going up and down is already doing its duggies. already yeah. doing its own thing. We can't control that. What we can control is the money we have. Right. right? And if we don't know how to put it into an asset, we don't know how to convert it into something real, then we're, it's useless. Yeah, so we'll be stuck in the, in the position that that we were 10 years ago. Yeah. Or we might be in, in a worse position than we were 10 years ago. Yeah, but this probably. also doesn't mean uh, to, to invest all your dollar. This, this is not yeah. like a, a panic button that we're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this doesn't mean, this oh is my just, God, we're going to go and drop a whole bunch of money in investment. Like, don't do that. Yeah, no. I mean, we're, just, not, we're not... Uh, what do they say? We're not... Uh, we're not advisors. We're not advisors. We're not financial advisors. We're just two regular people. This is just advice from experience and... Uh, and from what we see and what we've done and you know what, what we, we understand with, yeah what we understand but uh, all I'm saying is uh, like saving too much uh, will ha- will make you lose a lot of purchasing power yeah so you like, have to have the balance I would right. say like when I first wanted to dream of like buying a house and stuff I thought of it and I did the math I said holy smokes for me to save all this money to go and buy a house full price. Yeah, it, you know the thing is, everyone thinks of it that way. Everyone thinks of it exactly so that much. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to find out that, okay, there's a way you can get a mortgage, but you have to get the down payment. So now even thinking of game planning to save up the down payment, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Realistically, for my own standards, this is just my own personal experience, I wouldn't save for anything more than a car. <laughs> I swear to God, nothing more than a car. I don't even care about phones and stuff like that. But phones are a little bit less, so you right. can save for it. But a car is the max I will save for. Right. After that, most of my dollars, I, I want to put it somewhere. It's right. just how it is. And let me tell you exactly a similar mindset of the, the, the rich people, what they do. Yeah. Because a lot of us, we copy the rich, but we're not in the same ball league as them. We're not in the same, man. We, they... they, they have let's say they want to buy i'm gonna use a lamborghini okay they want to buy mm-hmm. a, a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar lamborghini they have the money yeah they're not going to drop a two hundred fifty thousand dollar lamborghini. Oh, no. why because that's too much money that they're putting towards one asset at a time yeah and it doesn't make sense for them they're they're losing purchasing power of two hundred fifty thousand dollars so yeah. what are they going to do they're going to put a down payment yeah they got to do they're going to put it on a financial plan mm-hmm. or a financial fine a finance yeah, payment the extra cash what are they going to do with it they're going to invest it that money is going to make them more money yeah. and in, in return that will allow off. them to pay off the Lamborghini. Exactly. So Very in return, simple. that Lamborghini is basically free. Yeah, yeah it's they a didn't cycle. Tech, yeah, it's literally free. like they didn't really pay. For, but we, on the other hand, huh? Yeah, we don't we have $60,000. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. we're financing uh, or uh, a house or we don't have a million. We're financing a house that's a million. We're financing a house that's $60,000. And we're copying the same thing that they're doing. But we're doing it we're different. In two, yeah, we're in two, we're different, two different leagues. leagues. Yeah, yes. the way they're doing it is different. They're right? they're 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 uh, they're they're putting aside certain money to be able to invest. Mm-hmm. We're putting aside money to store into our accounts yeah, because literally. we don't want to see fifty thousand dollars exiting our account, or we don't even have fifty thousand yeah, dollars to begin with. Yeah, right. Facts. So, but on the other hand, these guys have the money, but they're they're thinking long term. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put all my money here. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it just goes to show how much. How far ahead they think 
versus how far ahead uh, or how yeah, yeah like how, how far, far we think. think yeah, yeah. literally no exactly and significant it's, it's gap just, it's just a, it's a mentality if you could take the mentality from the rich we don't have to do the exact same things they're doing but you have to take the mentality that their leisure expenses are being paid through their asset profits exactly you know it's not yeah. coming from hard-earned money no <laughs> you know for me hard-earned money only goes to food shelter car necessity you know, like necessity yeah it shouldn't be going to the leisures of life i'm not gonna go buy a chain i'm not gonna go buy a ring i'm not gonna go buy diamonds like unless your assets can pay that off for unless you. your assets can pay exactly so but some people not some people but for like for the most part what i guess like it's just being young you know mm-hmm. it's being young you want to you want to do so much when you're young. And don't get it wrong. To go buy a chain or to go buy a bust-down ring is its not as much as people think. Mm-hmm. You know? There's cars that are worth more than that. Yeah. But now, would you want to do that to something that's not doing nothing for you? Imagine you go buy a ring with diamonds on it for $5,000. It's the price of a car. You know? You go buy that. It's just something for show. It's not making you money. It's an but asset now, it's, that, could, it, that could potentially it, be going up. It, Who knows? Yeah, it could be. Or it could also be going down. It could also be going down, exactly. Right. But now, I want to I wanna do something like, you know the people that go into the malls and they do the... The, the diamond the, test. The diamond thing? Yeah. I want to go to them and ask them. An asset check? An asset check. Facts. <laughs> I want to just... But the thing is, it might be personal. But yeah, yeah. No, like, but for real, like, if I actually cared about someone that's my friend, I'll tell them, like, okay, you have that. Nice. Great. You can afford it. Wonderful. It looks nice. I like it. What asset do you have that's paying this off? Or what asset do you have that's generating you money? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have an asset that's generating you money, why are you buying this? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. You might as well save this to get you an asset that will, that will buy you that. That will buy you that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine this. All right. It's the longer route. Exactly. So, look, you could do this. Like I explained earlier, there's three streams of... I guess, income. You can work for it, and that's one way you get your income. You can invest. Your money can make you money. That's one way. And then you can get uh, residual income. So imagine you worked hard for your money, so you're making income. That's the first way. You're breaking your back. You're doing what you got to do. You're making your money. You're making your checks. Now, say you wanted to go get a diamond ring. What I would suggest is that you hold off. You wait. You save your money, you get yourself an asset that gives you residual income. Once you get that residual income, which is the third stream of revenue, or like or how you can get money, the, the 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 money that's coming in from the residual income, which is every month or every year or every it's residual, it keeps coming. That money can now go buy you the ring. And now by the second time you get the residual income or the third time, you already paid off that. You didn't even have to lift the finger, you don't have to go to work. You know, you don't have to go and work. To, to make the money. So I was just like, yo, realistically. And it continu- it's a residual, right? So it continues. It's not like it stops after you bought the ring. Exactly. It continues it to continues. come after. So if you want to keep buying rings every single you can keep time, buying then it. go ahead. Yeah, you but now I mean? imagine. You can do whatever you want. Imagine now you wanted to get it fast. So now you only had one stream of income, which was you work and you make your money. Now you go buy that ring, but you're still working every day. And you still have to work to now somehow get to that residual income. So now you haven't got to the residual part yet, but you have yourself uh, an asset that may go up or down, but it's just it's just there. It's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. To me, it was like I, I seen this one fifty cent video, and he's like he's like people didn't know why I killed myself off my own show. He's talking about power. Like people don't know why I killed myself off my own right. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now he was like. He compared it, he's like, when he was performing, he's like, when I was, when, when he was an artist, when he was actually go on tour and perform, he's like, I made money when I performed. I had to go and do a show, and that's how I made my money. Right. But I had to go. Exactly. He was saying now, with his show that he's part of producing and making, he's like, I was in it, I helped start it up, da-da-da-da, I killed myself off of it. And now and it's working and it's he's making like, money. He's like, now it's on autopilot. You know what I'm saying? That's a different type of mentality. This is my thing I'm scared of. I don't want to start making more money and have my bills increase. Obviously, aside from inflation. But I want to stay... Yeah, I want to maintain one level of expenses. I don't want to have the biggest expenses. Because 
you make a lot of money, you spend a lot of money, you're broke. Like you said in that one episode, you could either be broke broke or you could be rich, rich broke. broke. Yeah. Right. Some people are rich broke. Right. They, ha- they make a lot of money, they spend even more, mm-hmm. which makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, these social media and all these things, they make it look like these rich broke people are rich rich, rich but yeah. they're not really they're rich, not rich, rich rich no no none of them are i i personally believe some of the richest people nobody has ever seen them <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> i swear to god I'm telling you nobody has seen them i'll be honest like if people were to really break it down through asset class and all of those things like if they're really to do that on forbes like forbes on the website like there's a lot of people that just don't want to be in the public eye Right. But they own so many companies. Right, right, right. And I'm just like, bro, these guys are the smartest ones. I know. Though it's the other ones that look like they're the richest. It's because they're the ones in the, in the public eye. Attention. They have the social media. They have the posts. They have the, you know what I mean? They have the videos. They have all of that stuff. I read one, one saying it said, and it touched me, you know, because I believe in it heavily. It's like, once you get a taste of what respect feels like, you don't care for attention as much. People that are really in business, you, if you're actually involved and you're part of a lot of businesses, you're making money, you're doing a lot of good things. I, I do believe there's a, there's a good percentage of people that are hidden, you know, that people do not know of them, only their families. And even then, you probably don't even tell them everything. But there's, there's people that are highly respected, highly respected because they're business geniuses. But that they don't want the attention as much as they don't flaunt. They don't mm-hmm. buy all those things and try to be in the public eye all the time. But uh, yeah, so so I hope you guys basically understood from what we were saying, um, and or at least what we're sharing. Yeah, it, it it indulges you to do more research into what we're saying too. Yeah, because yeah. People have to look into inflation for themselves and then understand. Okay, what do I want to get into to kind of fire back at inflation? Right. Try to right. keep the purchasing power. Exactly. So as long as the main takeaway, I think, in my opinion, is just recognizing the distinction between uh, purchasing power mm-hmm. and money. Mm-hmm. If you have that in your head and you can distinguish between the two, then you it's easier to digest the rest of the episode, basically. A thousand percent. Yeah. And you, you can easily understand uh, the research that you're doing because yeah. all the research is basically going to tell you is it's all about purchasing power, purchasing power. Yeah, they're going to see that word a lot. Yeah, you're going to see that word a lot. So as long as you understand what purchasing power is then you should be good in understanding um like the information that's that you'll be seeing as you do your research um but yeah that's it that's the first episode of season three um money and inflation i hope you guys enjoy it um we are going to start actually i'm not going to say that yeah let's not give any promises (laughs) it's just when we come we come (laughs) yeah just you know i mean make sure you follow us on our socials um, we're gonna start posting more regularly again. Um, we might be posting some other co- different types of content on our social media, so stay yeah. tuned for that. Let us know if the lives are something yeah, you guys want to, to bring see. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys like the lives, you know what I mean. Let us know. We'll put a poll up on our Instagram story. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure they they get one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they want it back. Punching bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, make sure you guys share our podcast. Let us know if you have any questions. I think we should start doing our questions. We're in season three. Maybe we should yeah. start answering questions. We should. Um, so we'll have some polls up. Maybe, what? How many? Maybe every other week. Maybe? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll post them and hopefully we can get some interesting like topic questions. Too. Right. Not just right. like simple questions. Yeah. I like to somehow dive deep. You yeah. know, think deeply of things and mm-hmm. then. Challenge us. Yeah, challenge us. Like, let's get, yeah. It's about learning at the it's end. It's about of learning, day. yeah, exactly. So we want to be challenged. We want to hear the different ideas everyone has going on in their head. Um, at the same time, you guys are asking us questions and learning. We're also learning throughout this whole process. You know, mm-hmm. whenever you guys send us something or whenever we get a topic uh, idea, we, we have to start doing research and we, we got to do certain things to put this together. So uh, we all learn from this. It's a great experience. And if we can be challenged, I think that's that's my favorite time. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, I that's like when you learn the most. That's when I learn the most. Yeah, because yeah. it's like... You learn yeah. the most when you're challenging or when you're teaching? Uh, because yeah. When, yeah. when you're challenged, uh, it, it forces you to think forces deeper. You to think, and yeah. when you're teaching, it also forces you to think deeper. Yeah. Those so they go hand in hand. That's great. Yeah. But yeah, season three, episode one. Yep. It's in for the records. Yeah. We'll see you in the next episode. All right, bro. Take care.